You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm Taylor Dahl, that's Dylan Ryan, and we are here to talk about the draft because the Chicago Bears season is over, it's been over for a little while, but we officially have the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, thanks to Lovey Smith. Taylor, I am so happy. I love <laughs> Lovey Smith. He's the first Bears coach I have actual memories of in my life, and he's just an institution, and he's going to continue to be an institution in Chicago for a long time after that, and I just feel vindicated because the entire Thank season you, I was just like, Taylor, like, it sucks, but we got to lose. We need <laughs> we, to lose. And I was like, I don't want to lose. And like, you know what? Like, it sucks, but we got to deal with it. And like, yes, now we have the number one pick yeah. and we have all the control in the world. We got all the cap space in the world mm-hmm. and all the opportunity. We just got to take advantage of it now. Yes. Um, it, it, yes. A lot of opportunity and a lot of things that can go very right this offseason. A lot of things that could go very wrong this offseason because we've seen teams completely botch their offseason when they have money and first overall picks. And we don't want to be that. We want Ryan Poles to take a step up from his last draft. And I mentioned it on our last podcast that I think he had. I personally liked the draft from last year. And I I think that obviously there's a few things people yell for the wide receiver and whatever. But I I think that with what he picked, there wasn't there hasn't been one. I think Velas Velas was like a very big TBD at this point. But other than that, like you can go through the list of these guys and be like, that looks like it could be something that looks like it could be something. And this was this guy's first team with a million holes. We talked about how many people left during the roster, how much of the roster was new. I want to say over 60% that we lost from the the Nagy, the Matt and Ryan to the new Matt and Ryan. Um, But it's just, it's really exciting because there is so many things that they can do with this money. There's so many things that they can do with the number one overall pick. And hopefully uh, we get a lot of compensation from that number one pick, but that's what we're going to be talking about for the next few months, obviously. And we're going to shift this making monsters a little bit into, because last year we really honed in on like just the young guys, like first contract guys, that's it. And so I think we're going to broaden a little bit because making monsters is going to now include hopefully some stud veteran guys that we're going to want to talk about and learn a little bit more about and see where they came from, see what they did on their former teams and how, what they're going to add to the Chicago Bears. And then obviously in the draft, we'll have another group of young guys to talk about. So that'll be Hopefully fun. a lot, with, yeah. you know, because we had a huge haul for that number one pick. But. Yes. So, yeah, I, I feel like the next month or so is going to be a lot of talking of ifs. What ifs of, okay, if this person trades, if the Colts trade up, if the Panthers trade up, if the Texans just trade up one spot so the Colts don't get their quarterback. Um, 
I th- it's going to be a lot of that for the next month. And yeah. then next thing you know, we're into free agency. And once free agency hits, things are going to start. Start just going. To start, yeah, yeah, it's going to pick up really fast. So uh, today we're going to talk to uh, Derek Klassen. We talked to him earlier in the season about Jack Sanborn because he was he loved Sanborn and had a lot of articles on Sanborn when he was going through his draft process. So we talked to him earlier in the season about his strengths and weaknesses. And we wanted to talk to him again today about the what ifs the what if the bears stay at one what if the bears trade back who could that be um what if they trade farther outside the top five like you know what what players are there that they realistically there's, there's a million hypotheticals at this so point. many yeah. so we wanted to get into that um but yeah we hadn't even done a podcast since we got to announce that we had the number one pick Crazy. so like but, I, I think i was telling you about it like i didn't watch a second of that bears vikings game i don't feel so- sorry about it i'm not gonna apologize to anyone that yeah. was terrible and like hey like Baylor jones had a huge touchdown catch yeah so like maybe he's coming on a little bit and then like i was running some errands i look at my phone and i see like oh like the texans are i think the colts had the ball with like six minutes left and they were up by more than a score by a touchdown over a touchdown i exactly what it was and I was like, this game's over. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I put my phone away, you know, drive home. It's probably like 20, 30 minutes goes by. Pull my phone out. I look down. Texans are up by one with two seconds left. Yeah. And I'm You're just like, like what? what the hell happened? <laughs> like, this is amazing. And then I go on Twitter and I see fourth and 20 plus a two-point yeah. conversion. It's just like, you're Lovey like, love Smith. me. Like, I know. But like, he just like he just like went all out. He was and, like, whatever. You're gonna fire me anyway. Yeah, I'm winning like, this football game. You know, like, you might as well like go out on top. And that is yeah. what he did. And like, yeah. love I was Lovey. shocked and like. The fact that we have number one pick on a season where it didn't feel like we were the worst team in the, in the league. Yeah. Like, yes, like we have the worst record, but like we were one in seven in games of a one score, one score. And yeah. like the year we picked Mitch Trubisky, I thought yeah. that team was so much worse. Yeah, yeah. So like, and that I was mean, a, we had the third pick that year. So. Yeah. And I, I saw a lot of people like clapping back. Lewis Riddick was one because he was in the preseason very adamant about the Chicago Bears were going to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, and he's like, oh, like told you guys, blah, 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 because you have the number one pick. Um. But I personally, I think we got lucky getting the number one pick. Like, there anymore. was other seasons where that number one pick went to the person who, like the Browns when they won no games. Like, it goes there because you absolutely can't do anything all season. And I think the Texans are a worse football team. I think the Falcons are arguably a worse football team as a whole than what the, than what the Bears are because the Bears have Justin Fields. And, like, you have to look at that and say, like, they have their quarterback. They do not have their quarterback. But thanks to Lovey, we're the worst football team in the NFL and we get the number one overall pick. Um, unfortunately, we don't get – our second round pick, which is actually the thirty second, Te- technically pick, a first round pick, if you want to get because somebody lost their Miami the lost their yeah. pick um, for the uh, Sean Payton and Tom Brady nonsense. Yeah, so the Steelers get our thirty second pick, and we have Chase Claypool for one more year, and hopefully they get we get something out of that. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump to the interview with Derek Klassen and uh, talk about the draft a little bit, and then we'll recap after. All right, now he joined us earlier in the season to talk about Jack Sanborn, who had a great season before he ended up getting injured. Uh, we look forward to seeing more about Jack Sanborn. But now we are joined by Derek Klassen. He is the NFL Draft. Uh, he covers the NFL Draft for Bleacher Report. So, Derek, thank you for joining us again. This time we are uh, in a very different mindset. Uh, at that point, we weren't quite sure what was going on with the season. There was still a little hope there, here and there. But we all, I think we also at that point were like, all right, we'll have a top 10 pick. But we weren't sure where it would land. And here we are with the number one overall pick, thanks to Houston and Lovey Smith. Uh, 
build the statue for Lovey in Chicago because he, he does it again. But Derek, let's just let's kick it off. So the big storyline I think that a lot of people are throwing out there is that the Bears should or could trade Justin Fields and go after Bryce Young. How do you feel? when? What is your initial reaction when you hear that? I think that is very stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Smart guy. That's it, all I got to say. Yeah. To, to put it bluntly, I think, I think that's very stupid. Um, I think there's a bunch of different angles for it. First, I thought Fields was just flatly a much better prospect than, than Bryce Young is uh, coming out. So I've always kind of been a Fields guy, so I think you can, I guess you can couch the rest of my takes with that. I still think he's a very talented quarterback. But I think what we saw from Fields this year, even though it was, it, it was you know, a little disappointing as a passer, I think a lot of that can be chalked up to having probably the worst offensive line in football and one of the worst receiving cores in football. Um, new offense, all that stuff. Like, I, I think once they actually try to build an offense around him, they'll be able to get, I think, closer to what they, they thought they would out of, you know, when, when they drafted him. Um, but then even specifically, like, with Bryce Young, and I guess this could be theoretically another quarterback if the Bears wanted to go that direction. But for me, with Bryce Young, I'm just not drafting a 5'11", 190-pound quarterback first overall. It's just not – it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. I think – to, to play quarterback in the NFL, I think you most of the time have to be bigger than that. And I think all the exceptions went later than that and were exceptionally gifted in a lot of ways. And I think that's just a really, really tough, you know, needle to thread. Yeah, yeah. the only guy I can really think about of that size going that high is Kyler. And he's definitely had his ups and downs. So it's it's a definitely a tough spot to pick someone that high that or that high that small. So so something that I think a lot of Bears fans were always saying is just like, oh, we have the second pick. Why do we need the first pick? You know, like how big of a difference would you say it is in terms of what we can get trade-wise to have that first pick instead of the second pick? Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be huge because if, you know, theoretically uh, Houston had had that first pick and then, you know, the Bears had the second pick, that almost certainly takes one of the quarterbacks off the board. And I think that alone kind of decreases the value a little bit. You would probably still get net a pretty sizable um, you know, gain from whoever is going to end up trading up for that other quarterback, whether it's Stroud or Levis or whoever. But I think holding the number one pick where every single player is on the board for you, if you trade up for that, it's, it's, you're going to get an insane value from that. And definitely I would think maybe not an extra first round pick just from jumping that one to two range, but like you're probably getting a, a, at least another like day two pick purely out of that one, you know, draft selection uh, spot. All right, so Derek, you're now Ryan Pulse. You have the first pick in the draft. What are you doing? I mean, if if I I would trade it. I would trade the pick if I could. Um, if I can't trade it, I'm taking Jalen Carter. I mean, I think a 300-pounder that moves the way that he does is just really, really hard to come by. And I think you can't really go wrong with betting on a lot of these Georgia defenders. So that would probably be where, where I would go if I, if I couldn't get away with trading it. Why over a guy like Will Anderson? Uh, I mean, Anderson's great, too. I really think with Carter and Anderson, you can't go wrong. Um, For me personally, it's just I think an explosive threat from the interior can do a little bit more for your defense, and they're a little bit harder to find than really good edge talent. Um, I mean, I would still be – if the Bears wanted to take Anderson, I think that would still be a plenty good pick, too. It's just for me, I kind of lean the guys that are um, a little bit bigger, a little bit more explosive, and in my opinion, a little bit harder to find. Yeah, I think I, it's 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 a really a tough call between either one of those guys. Personally, I'd like to have both of them, but yeah. I don't think that's well, going to happen. Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's definitely a really tough call for them. And it's Galen Carter, Will Anderson. If one of those guys are a bear at the end of the day, like I'm going to be happy. So, 
Uh, well, Derek, so when you look at the draft order, at least for the top that you know right now, Bears, Texans, Cardinals, Colts, Seahawks from the Broncos, Lions from the Rams, and the Raiders, do you see one of those, if a trade were to happen, it be one of those five or six, or do you see it coming from a little bit deeper? I, I would think the most likely to me is um, the Colts. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think the Colts are probably going to have to move if they really want to get um, whichever quarterback it is that they feel is, is worth the number one overall pick. Um, and I think that would even be the, the really the most ideal partner for the Bears because, in theory, if the Colts go up for one and take a quarterback, Texans probably take a quarterback at two, you're, you're guaranteed to get one of Carter or Anderson. And mm-hmm. I think like we both discussed, that it's, you're pretty comfortable which, with, with whichever one of those would fall to you at four. So I think the Colts are a pretty likely team to go up. Um, I don't remember exactly where the Panthers are, but that is probably the next most likely team that's going to go up for a player, I would imagine. I think the Panthers are like eight or nine, so probably would have to be a little bit more than the Colts. And I would say most Bears fans pretty much since that season's ended have had the Colts circle of being like Michael Pittman, Quentin Nelson, <laughs> yeah. all your picks, give it all to me. So <laughs> uh, we're pretty excited about that. Um, so something I was wondering, actually, is so let's say there is the hypothetical that the Bears do trade down someplace like five. And then you have the Texans go and the next thing you know, it's Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, you'd assume of going going maybe a guy like will levis is still there do you think a guy do you think the cardinals might be looking to trade down if someone team really wanted to come in to get a quarterback or are they just going to try and take the guy that they, they want the most you think uh the cardinals are in a weird spot i think they probably should trade down if they can because that that roster especially on on defense is so like i mean that's just one of the most like stars and scrubs rosters in the mm-hmm. league right like you have kyler you have nuke and then like you have maybe one or two players on defense and then other than that you have a bunch of guys who are replacement level players i think it would behoove them to get as many picks as they could especially when they're already kind of gonna go through a transition period anyway moving away from cliff kingsbury yeah i will say in that hypothetical if i'm a bears fan i definitely want three quarterbacks going as the first three picks in the draft so push those guys down to the board as much as you can so i'm hoping to god it happens but we'll see they just tie the new gm today it's uh new guys like to make a splash so you never know but i'm excited to see though yeah and so obviously we talked a lot about Bryce Young, but one of the guys who we've been waiting for since literally this afternoon to just to say if he was going to enter the NFL draft and CJ Stroud, what is your opinion on him? Do you personally think he could be drafted ahead of Bryce Young or do you think the combine is going to decide that? I think he should be drafted ahead of, uh, of Young. I'm not the biggest CJ Stroud guy, but I do think he's like a solid uh, first round pick. Some of my concerns were mostly just, I don't think he typically handles himself outside the pocket very well. And I don't think he handles himself inside the pocket when bodies kind of start to get close to him and he gets a little bit like claustrophobic. I think he can kind of struggle with that. There was a wrench thrown in that evaluation because the Georgia game, he was significantly better at all of those things than mm-hmm. he'd ever been at any point in his career. Um, and so I guess you could kind of hope that that player just shows up more often, but to me, he's kind of like an athletic version of Jared Goff. And if you, and that's obviously like, if you get an athletic Jared Goff, you can have like a top 12 offense with him pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, does he have that next year to really be one of the elite quarterbacks? I'm a little unsure, but I think he's a pretty good player and should I, I would draft him above, above Bryce Young. Well, speaking of Jared Goff, because that's one of the conversations that Dylan and I have had when we are kind of evaluating what the trade compensation could possibly be if someone did trade up with the Bears, um, that the Goff went though, that type of compensation. So realistically, Derek, what would you think that's 
let's say the Colts would give the Bears to be able to trade up to that one spot to grab Stroud or Young? I would imagine minimum is like two first round picks, two seconds, and then as much of, you know, third, fourth round picks or whatever as you can throw in there. I would I would be a little bit hesitant to to say that they're gonna get three first round picks out of it because I just don't think the quarterbacks in this class are like that talented. Like, you know, when it happened with like um, RG three, like he was just such a different level of athlete mm-hmm. for the position. And I don't think any of the guys are quite that. And I don't think any team would give up that much, but I would definitely say two first rounders, probably two seconds. And then you see what else you can get thrown in there. Would you say that the Texans being two give the Colts a little bit more incentive to try and overpay for that first pick so they could take their quarterback rather than the Texans? I had not thought of that, but it probably it probably does make it a little bit easier for them to swallow the pill of whatever you know they do have to to pay to get that pick when you know that you're jumping an in division rival for the one position that they have not had um, you know for the past couple of years now. Well, All they've right. had about seven of them in the last couple of years. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, um, so getting a little bit more hypothetical here. So let's say the Bears do end up getting out of the top five. What are some of the players you think they should be getting a serious look at there? Outside of the top five, I mean, I, I would like them to look at any of any of the receivers. Um, I personally like Quentin Johnson and, and uh, Addison. I think those two, they just desperately need pass catching talent, and I think mm-hmm. those two are pretty comfortably for me the the one and two. Um, I also, it kind of depends on where they would trade it down into, but Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, I think, would also kind of fit a lot of what they want to do um, in, in terms of like how the offense is constructed. I think he would be a really good weapon out of the slot. Um, Maybe some of the tackles, you know, like a, a Skaronsky or something like that. I think really just desperately adding something on, on offense. And I know the, the defense still needs help too, but like you got to put an infrastructure around around the quarterback, assuming in this scenario it, it's fields. Yeah, which and that's the thing as we were going through this season. Obviously, the de- there was there were moments where the offense was scoring, averaging thirty five points a game, and the defense was allowing like forty points a game. So that was hurting us. <laughs> but at the same time, there was just so many moments that. A, big offensive mess up whether it be a dropped pass a muff punt a fumble something like that just not finding open receivers fields getting sacked for a big loss all of those things added up and lost games that were within one score and so yes as much as the defense needs help I do think that being able to surround Justin and making him feel a little more comfortable uh, not getting sacked 55 times would be nice but um so that's why it's hard for me because both trenches need need fixed big time. But the good news is they have money to spend also. So hopefully free agents, their free agency, they're addressing some of that. But if we are talking about, let's say the Bears do stay put and no one's giving them what they think is worth to move out of that spot and they do take, let's say, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, do you think they are worthy of a number one overall pick? Oh, I think for sure. Carter and I think Carter and Anderson, I think um, obviously in, in these scenarios, you always do have to take the quarterbacks out of it because of just positional value and stuff. But I think if you, if you kind of remove the quarterbacks, I, I think guys like Carter and Anderson are like pretty, pretty about as good as you're going to get for a number one overall pick. Like, I think if you want to nitpick, like, yeah, maybe Miles Garrett was, was a better prospect than like a surefire lock for number one, but like, you're just not going to find many guys um, like Carter and Anderson at their position. So I would feel pretty good about taking them at, at number one if you can't work out a trade partner. Yeah, I definitely do remember the Bears picking uh, Mitch Trubisky one pick after Miles Garrett. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we picked the right guy this time. Uh, so something else I was really kind of curious about is 
There's been a lot of speculation as to when this trade is going to happen, if it's going to happen. When do you think that might happen? And let's say like the Bears do go into the draft with still having their pick. Do you think they're just going to keep it at that point, or what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I would imagine if you go into draft night with the pick, you're probably holding it. Um, I think usually the draft night trades we see are for like you know the the sixth pick and and all that stuff depending on who falls. Um, I would imagine it's. I think once the coaching carousel kind of gets settled out, that's when I think we're going to start hearing um, the trade stuff ramp up because like yeah, the Colts probably are going to move up for a quarterback or are, you know our most likely candidate. But they're not going to do that until they, they don't know who their head coach is. So I think probably it's going to take, I don't know, maybe maybe a month and a half until we really start gearing into that. And then if, if there's dead set on trading the pick, I would really want to do it sooner rather than later, just so you can kind of get your ducks in a row and really iron out a plan for what you want to do with all those extra picks. Yeah, I agree. I feel like once free agency kind of starts and all that gets, you know, the quarterback start moving and everyone starts to realize what the picture is looking like for next season, I could see it happening then. Um, something I actually have been wondering, and I've been wondering this since like last season when I started looking at the two early mock drafts and I saw Will Levis is the number one quarterback on the draft. Why does everyone think Will Levis is a good quarterback? I don't understand it. Um, Will Levis reminds people of, he's like an idea of Matt Stafford. You know what I mean? Like he's not actually Matt Stafford. He just like he kind of has the height. He kind of has um, really good toughness in the pocket, which that part I actually think is true. It's just teams probably, you know, gravitate to that a little bit more than they should or, or like overvalue it over other stuff. And he has a really good arm. The problem is just he's kind of a scattershot. Um, I think his work in the pocket, even though he's tough, like just in terms of where his movement is, I think he's not very good right now. Um, and then his processing is like, he kind of has the baseline stuff. Like, I, I don't think he's going to come into the league and be an idiot. Um, but for a guy who is, you know, supposedly supposed to go top five or something, I don't see some fantastic, like, you know, blow the doors off um, type of processor. And if you're not going to be that, you should probably be exceptionally talented. And I don't think he's quite the athlete um, that, you know, I, I don't know, like a Cam Newton or, or something that some other incomplete guy that has gone in the top five. So he's just kind of a weird prospect where I think he's actually okay at a lot of things, just, it's a little bizarre that he, he's kind of been thrown into the top five, especially this year after he played worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I was something I was – like, Kentucky was not that good this year, and I will say, like, his credit, like, when he left in their bowl game, they were terrible. So, yeah. like, he made them somewhat decent, but I just – I never really got it. He puts mayo in his coffee. That's strange. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, he's just a weird guy. Well, not Get him away from my team. The, the spin on that might be that, you know, every NFL, every good NFL quarterback is clearly an insane person. Yeah. I think if you're putting mayo in your coffee, you're clearly an insane person. So maybe that is working. I think, I think he's just trying to be a little bit too quirky for my liking. That's, you know, just put your, <laughs> he's yeah. like, this will let me, um, this will help me get rise up the draft boards a little bit if I put mayo in here. Uh, a couple more for you, Derek, before we let you go. But obviously one of the in-season trades that the Bears made um, doesn't look so good when you're looking at it right now. They sent uh, for Chase Claypool, they gave Steelers their second round pick, which now is the 32nd pick. Um, what what does that look like? In the draft? How much has that messed up the Bears not having that 32nd pick now that they could have had? Uh, that hurts a lot. And I would have said this, I, I, I did say this, when the trade happened, I just don't view Claypool as that caliber of player. I think it was a situation where like, yes, he was an upgrade over what they had and they clearly needed another body there, but he just, he's a big guy who doesn't play like a big guy. And he, he, he doesn't really separate all that well because he's kind of a straight line runner who doesn't have that much bend to him. So I think 
he's kind of like a linear role player type who, if he's your third best receiver, you're in a good spot, but they, they kind of were trying to make him their best receiver. And I think mm-hmm. that was tough. Whereas like, if they had the 30, you know, second, 33rd or whatever pick now, they could draft a guy like, um, I don't know, like Rasheed Rice from yeah. SMU, who I think is a really good ball winner. Like, I feel like that would have been a better mm-hmm. use of the pick um, than Claypool. So. Yeah, I definitely Ouch. have to agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And I'd say like most Bears fans, at least from my perspective, like the idea is hopefully once we do trade this number one pick, if we do trade the number one pick, we will get another pick at the top of the second round. Hopefully that's the idea. So, and like, I don't know, the, I wouldn't have hated it if we traded the Baltimore pick, but the fact that it was our own oh, pick yeah. makes it a lot worse. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that the Bears were in the mindset of like, yeah, we're going to have the number one pick when the trade was made. So like that probably has a little that's bit of factor to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think I was I was fresh. I didn't hate the deal at first, but I felt like I went through like this process of, OK, it, it just didn't work out the way it needed to work out because also Darnell Mooney got hurt soon after. So you went from having like your one kind of guy taken away and then now you're making this new kid like learn the playbook and try to figure out any sort of. It, it, try to click with Justin Fields whatsoever and then Justin gets hurt and then Claypool gets hurt and it was just at that point is when the season just started being like okay this is this is we're heading towards the number one pick just tank now um but yeah so Derek if I want to talk just for a minute before I let you go about last offseason because I feel like a lot of people were a little critical of Ryan Poles um, and some of the decisions he's made this last season. And when we look at this draft, I personally think for what he was given in this draft, no first-round draft pick and only five picks to start. He came out with 11, but he got guys like Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker and Braxton Jones and Trenton Gill, which it's a punter, but he's nailed it this season. you got to have a punter. Yeah. And then even undrafted guys in Jack Sanborn and Jalen Jones. And so if you were looking at that draft and for Ryan Poles as a first draft, how would you grade him? I mean, it's one of those ones where it's like, man, we all really, really wanted them to take a receiver, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously for Justin Fields, because I think his entire tenure is going to kind of be decided by how Fields turns out. Um, That being said, the players he did take were, were pretty good. And I actually... Um, you know, Kyler Gordon struggled for a lot of the season, but he did kind of turn it on at the end. Corn Brisker is going to be really, really good. Like, you know, like a consistent Pro Bowl type. Yeah, like he he's a really good player and he can kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, and then the offensive line, like, I don't think Braxton Jones is fantastic, but the fact that they could stick him at left tackle as a rookie and he was like not, you know, the worst terrible in the league, I think, yeah. I, I think is something. Yeah. Um, and I actually like the approach of what they did for offensive line. Like they took like four or five mm-hmm. mid to late round shots. And I was like, you know what? When you're a rebuilding team that doesn't really have an answer, your offensive line is terrible. It kind of makes sense to just throw as many darts at the board at, yeah. at a really premium position and see what you can get. And it seems like they got a little bit of something. So I like the approach there. Um, so like I said, it would have been nice if they got a receiver like, you know, I think George Pickens was available at some of their picks. That would have been good. But for the players they drafted, I think it's pretty hard to feel bad about what they did. I think they got some nice players. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not often you have a rookie safety leading your team in sacks. So and like <laughs> yeah. maybe that's just right. more about how bad our pass <laughs> rush was. With only four also. Like, yeah. It's not right. like also, he had so eight. That's probably more of an edge problem, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But hey, maybe, it, maybe a Will Anderson would help with that. So, yes. you know, that's the there idea. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Derek. Um, I'm sure we will talk to you again because the more we get into this draft season, the more we'll have questions for you. So thanks again for joining us and we will chat with you soon. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. 
because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right. Well, thanks to Derek. He's great. Um, you can tell, like, those draft guys, like, love their draft talk. Oh, it's the best. I mean, <laughs> like, I get like... it. Like, it's so much fun, all the possibilities. Like, I've been sitting at home, like, on the PFF mock draft simulator making deals left and yeah. right. You know, like, what if I go down to seven? You what got if a I go load down, like... for one of a, one of the Colts. Oh, yeah. Like... I, think, I think one of them I got, like, I think it was their first four picks this year, their first four picks next year. Like, I, that's something I would love to see. And I just... Oh, me too. It, the possibilities are endless, and I love drafts like across yeah. all the sports. And the yeah. fact that like this is the first time I think my team's ever had the uh, my team has had the number one pick since Derrick Rose. Yeah, and like that was a long time ago. And so yeah. like, well, and they nailed that one. And they nailed that one. <laughs> yeah. And like, obviously, you know, there was a little bit of stuff afterwards. But yeah. I am just really excited for this. And like, it does suck that like I feel like we're not going to make the pick. Like, mm-hmm. it, I wish that there was just like that's the guy we need. This guy's so amazing. Like, we have to have this guy. Yeah. And like, there are guys in this draft like that. Yeah. But we just have so many holes that like. You got to get yeah. more. You got to fill in more holes than like just the one big one. So. Yeah. Well, two things stood out to me in that. Number one, he thinks that Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are worth a number one overall. Yeah. Um, I, My panic reaction is if no one trades uh, let trades with us, that we have to take them. And not saying like have to as in, oh, my God, we're getting a bad player. But are we getting a number one overall worthy player? Because I watched the Jacksonville Jaguars last year pick Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson, and I did not like it. It doesn't look like it's panned out. Like Aiden Hutchinson's had an incredible season, and Trayvon's had like an all right season. Granted, Trayvon's in the playoffs right now about to go to the divisional round, and Aiden Hutchinson isn't. Um, so how much does that defensive player up your roster is yeah, what scares yeah. me. And like I do think a lot of the thing is like a guy like Trayvon, he was definitely looked at like a project. And like mm-hmm. also another thing is like Trayvon Walker during when they were playing football was considered a pick almost like twenty. Yeah. By most mock drafters out there. And then combine shot up. And then the combine yeah. happened, all this stuff and nothing. We've been you know, hearing Jalen and Will. Yeah, for, yeah. Like yeah. all those things. And like I just feel like this year's draft is not like that at all. Like yeah. Dalen Carter and Will Anderson, I think, would have been the first pick in last year's draft without a doubt. Yeah. And Will Anderson, like, he isn't like the biggest defensive end you've ever seen, but he is just so good at playing football. Like, I saw someone saying that he was the best defensive end to come out of the draft since Miles Garrett. Wow. So like that is some very high praise. Yeah, and yeah. like he is one of those guys that like, yeah, maybe he's not like six five, you know, just two fifty humongous, but like He's like six three. That's big enough, and like he's so yeah. fast. He's got the bend to get around guys, and like I love watching him. And then you got a guy like Jalen Carter, who's just as much fun on the inside yeah. of the line. And so yeah. like I'm gonna be kind of disappointed if we didn't get one of those guys. Honestly, yeah, I I agree, and I I think that most Bears fans are in the hopes of at this point that the Colts do make a move because, yeah. and that's another thing that popped out is Derek didn't really register it, and I didn't really even register it 
and I should because I literally also cover a team in the <laughs> NFC South, but which they're all very angry that at my tweets of like Colts trade us up because obviously in Jacksonville they don't want them potentially getting a franchise quarterback, but and especially if it ends up being Texans and Colts in one offseason potentially getting a franchise quarterback is not what the Jaguars want to see. But they are they're confident enough in Trevor Lawrence to still say, okay, he's gonna be the best no matter what. But it the Texans having that second pick. I really think could potentially create a little bit of a battle between them and the Colts because whoever and like whether that happens after the combine or pro days or whatever ends up happening, whatever one, if one of them happened to be like, oh, this guy's better, like he ran way faster, he did this, this, this. There, there's going to be a little battle oh, yeah, between those sure. two teams of because the Texans aren't going to want it going to another team in their division and the Colts aren't going to want it to go to another team in their division. So honestly, when you look at the, this is like an ideal top four. Oh, I for couldn't. The Bears agree. I like. Right I literally couldn't agree with you more. Like, I remember as soon as that game ended, um, I think the Seahawks still had a higher pick. Or was it the Seahawks? I remember who it was the Seahawks. Or the Broncos had to lose for the Colts to move up. Yeah. And the entire time of all this, I was like, the Colts are our perfect. Yeah. Trade oh, we needed partner. the Broncos to win. We needed the Broncos to win. Yeah. The Colts were our perfect trade partner. I'm like, yeah. This team is like they need a quarterback so badly. Yeah. They have gone this crap of like let's try this i think old it was quarter- five quarterbacks in five years i mean they've been doing this thing where just like let's just get an old quarterback that's never really been that good and yeah. see if he'll be good for us and yeah. like i never knew philip rivers was, i knew philip rivers wasn't gonna work from the second they had him yeah carson went same thing like i just don't know what they were thinking yeah. at all and like this season it well, just they were felt- thinking what we were thinking when we got mike glennon nick Foles, and yeah and, like those, <laughs> and even then i was just <laughs> like, like andy Dolan, like mid-tier quarterbacks yeah on like amazing rosters like yeah maybe sometimes you got a team like the early Baltimore Ravens yeah. teams or like uh, Eli with those Giants teams mm-hmm. or whatever you want, or Nick Foles even. Yeah. Like you have those guys that do take talented rosters all the way. But, and it's usually like once. Yeah, like but you it see a yeah. splash of yeah. like, wow, that was amazing season. But what has any of those guys done other than their one incredible season? Not you know? much. Yeah. yeah. And like a lot of it is just like, yeah, like you can't have a quarterback that's okay when it's Super Bowl. But if you want to be a perennial contender, you got to have a stud quarterback. Yeah. So it's yeah. like the most important part. Yeah, and I think that's what when I was because I texted you and I was like, oh my god, I think the Broncos are about to win. And then as soon as I texted you, they went down. I think by like a, I don't know, I can't the remember. Chargers started to score. They were the up by char- a lot. Yeah, and then the Chargers, and the Chargers started back. coming back. Yeah. yeah, and then they were within like a score. And I was like, dang it, I spoke too soon. And then I was like, I'm gonna stop looking at the score. So I was moving that day so that I was not paying attention. I was kind of just like checking scores periodically. And I happened to look back and I was like, oh my god. I saw my phone going crazy, first of all, is what it was. And that was the fourth and 20 conversion and two point whatever for the Texans win. And I was like, oh, my God. So then I like go to the my like my app and I'm like, OK, what is going on in the rest of the games? And I was like, oh, my God, the Broncos are about to win. This is perfect perfection of a weekend because the Bears kept that first pick. The every team that we needed to like do something the most did something, ideal scenario. and the Packers yeah. lost yeah <laughs> like, I mean it was it was it was really a perfect week for us all things being considered and yeah. like our favorite team lost yeah you know as crazy as that sounds and yeah it was it was just a really fun and like did you see the press conference pulls it out to the season at all uh-uh. so we had this what this was really funny to me so they're talking about like oh like were you watching the Texans game you know to see what would happen he's just like oh like Someone had it on in the other room. I wasn't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. You're, that's just not true. Like, yeah, you're like, a liar. You, you're, like, you're, you're looking at that. You're just like, you know, yeah. Like, he was like out of the side yeah. of his eye. I, like... think, I do think part of it is just like, yes, I think he want, like, he is happy. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it's like the reason you had the first pick is because you're you the worst. <laughs> so like, I don't think he wants to like be like, let's we go. We got the first we pick. Are the, like, yeah. You know, and like, I totally get that. And like, it's But very, I could yeah. see him coming home like at the end of the day, like 
He takes his coat off and hangs it up. And his wife's like, how was your day? And he was like, we have the number one pick. Like, like, yes. <laughs> and like, I will say like, he has no excuses. Yeah. He has been given yeah, the yeah. perfect opportunity to succeed. For sure. Last season was the exact. He was given nothing. Ac- exact opposite. Yeah. And like to his credit, he did way more with what he had than we expected. For sure. And now he actually has the resources to do something. Hopefully he gets it done. Yeah. Well, and another thing, obviously, that popped out in that podcast, I mean, in that interview was the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud thing, because I knew immediately, I knew immediately that the moment the Bears had that first overall, and I think the conversation still would have even been had at two, but because the one is just such, like, it's weird how much of a gap you feel like one and two is sometimes, but I, I knew it as soon as that happened, that people were going to be like, Draft a quarterback. It's, You've got to draft a quarterback all, like, because how can you miss out on 5'11", Bryce Young, who went to Alabama? Like, no, yeah, like, stop, 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 yeah. stop. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And I don't want to hear the exceptions. And people are like, well, Drew Brees. And I'm like, okay. And what else? What else? I mean, like, I, I think most of those takes aren't coming from people who are giving, like, like, there are some maybe, but they aren't genuinely giving, like, their intelligent a supported opinion. I yeah. think a lot of it is just like, how can I get the most people mad yeah. and the most people tweeting at me oh, and most people watching my show? Tell them to trade Justin Fields. Like, exactly. Like, even like, like LaShawn, I, LaShawn McCoy, yeah. Emmanuel, anyone on Fox Sports, yeah. I'm sorry, like, if you have a talk show, awful. He- heavy on the quotes there, yeah. you're just Terrible. trash. Like, it's, it's just He's not good. He's been bad all year. Ocho, yeah. I don't like anyways, but... Well, if you, if you smoke weed, you might throw a javelin into the crowd. You know? yeah. That's his big take, so watch <laughs> no. out. He, yeah, I don't, yeah, it, it is. And a lot of them are definitely hot takes, but there are people that are convinced that Justin Fields is not the guy because he can't pass the ball. So you go get Bryce Young, who's not going to be able to see over your offensive line. And I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. And that Derek was like, don't do like it. It's, like, it's the narrative. It's not that... even the, st- if even, and Justin went, what, we had to trade up to what? Uh, what did we trade up to? 11? To get Justin, yeah, 11. Yeah, so we yeah. traded up to 11 to get Justin. So we got Justin 11th in the draft, and he's saying that a qu- quarterback being talked about at number one is not as good as the quarterback we got at 11. And so why? And, like, the other thing that also just blows my mind, too, is just, like, Justin Fields is a proven commodity in the NFL. Yeah. C.J. Stroud, uh, Bryce Young, you Will Levis have never taken a snap at the NFL. Yeah. At, at, like, any level at, like, that is, they don't have any idea what it's like. Yeah. So the fact that people are just, like, Bryce Young is so much better than Justin Fields. Yeah, like, what are you talking what, about? Off based off of what? Off off of like his yeah. successful college career that Justin also was very yeah. successful behind in. the Alabama offensive line like, to the Alabama receivers that like, we're talking about. Yeah, and it's just, it's just so dumb. And like the fa- anyone that thinks the Bears should take a quarterback is just you're an idiot. Like yeah. that's all I could say. Yeah. Like and like people who think like Justin can't throw the ball, you don't watch the Bears. Yeah. You watch the highlights of when Justin balls out and runs for sixty yards. Yeah, but there definitely are passes that Justin makes. You're just like. This guy's Whoa. got an insane yeah. arm on it's him. It's there. Like, it doesn't need to get better. Yes. Yes. But this guy lost pretty much an entire first season because of coaching, uh, because <sighs> so of Matt bad. Nagy, because of other coaching issues, because he suffered with injuries, because he was also getting sacked a million times. He lost pretty much an entire season. Like you could walk, throw that season away because it did not do anything for Justin's development. And so this last season was his first real season of like being coached and learning and developing and growing and all while doing that he was throwing to third and fourth string wide receivers he was behind a line that let him get sacked 55 times and was some of that on Justin yes but even let's take away Justin's maybe 45 times still being sacked um and let's also add 
the amount of times that Justin avoided sacks that should have been even more on the offensive line because he's mobile and can move and would jet off for 50 yards at, at the on a whim. But, it just, yeah, I, I hate that take. I don't even want to hear. I don't want to talk about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud as a bear. It's just – it doesn't make any sense to me. And it's a waste of yes, time. Could it be? Could it be that in three years we're looking back and we're like, man, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud is like the dude – then you like we could definitely potentially be talking about that. Yeah. So it's just like at the end of the day, I think really the big thing for the Bears is just like take advantage of your opportunities here. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely awesome to be excited and like yeah, you hear the like you're hearing the haters about the Justin Fields stuff because we people talk about us now. Yeah. We matter. Well, we're important. And that was and another like, thing I was gonna say, yeah. Dylan, is the haters I think are a lot of the one the the world, a lot of the world that for whatever we reason doesn't like the Bears, they like to have the storyline that the Bears have never had a true franchise quarterback. And they don't want that to go away because then what are you going to talk about? Exactly. What are you going to talk about when you finally have a quarterback that throws over 30 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards? You don't have anything to mock them about anymore because they finally have their guy. You won't be able to say, well, your best quarterback ever was Jay Cutler or Sid Luckman. Like, you won't be able to say that anymore. And I feel like a lot of the people, because I'm seeing Vikings fans, I'm seeing Packers fans, I'm seeing national media, and to me it's the people that storyline is going to die because Justin Fields. You know, why, why don't I tell them? Keep drinking that haterade. <laughs> I'm just going to hang over here be 25 with myself with the number one pick and an awesome quarterback. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have a, a fun, long offseason. Like you said, it's a, it's a time, we're at a time in life where – got to take advantage of it and there's a lot of opportunities this offseason so hopefully ryan poles and ibra flues and whoever are new oh did they hire the dude from the oh kevin the, warren yeah talking about? yeah they did. okay yeah. so kevin warren yeah um, new president we got a new president things are shifting yes. in the chicago bear world trending upwards yeah i might say cautiously <laughs> yeah so hopefully they take all of those things and make it a really big offseason to where like we're checking our phone during free agency and we're like Yes. There yes. we go. I'm ready and for all the shows. We'll chapters. obviously talk yeah. about those as rumors start coming out about who you want. And maybe even next week we'll talk a little bit more about it because one that has been floating around a lot is Saquon Barkley. And I think both you and I are kind of know Not on that. Not crazy on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that because we're, we're going to start hearing those rumors too. And so that's fun. But, anyways, this is our first our part one draft episode because i think this is going to be a three-parter we have a, a couple other guests joining us to talk more draft um and get a little bit more in depth as we go as we get further along and as we do more mock drafts and we as combine comes and after senior bowl and all of these things you start to know see guys a little bit more and really figure it out so um go cj stroud go bryce young one of you i hope hey, you look go amazing will levis. i want will levis <laughs> to do well i want all the quarterbacks to get picked at the just top like of the draft. go do your thing guys so that people want to give us all their money and picks yeah, yeah. um but anyways that is making monsters i'm taylor doll that's dylan ryan and we will talk to you guys actually probably later this week because I think we're having a part two later this week. So later this week, if not early next week. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, 
wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.